the cult ritual of sports apparently coming to you from park place arts in beautiful anderson indiana with me tonight are my co-hosts the exclamation point the passionate one a read good evening and the question mark the man who cares nothing about sports but cares deeply about the occult rowdy hey (laughs) (laughs) and in the middle of the period my name is snoop gentlemen episode 281 it's a lot of episodes how are we um fair to middle welcome to the greatest welcome back to the greatest city in the world first off i thought we were in anderson yeah <laughs> yeah we are in anderson right yeah that's okay. weird well, i mean it's weirding as captain my... d's and king Rose. oh wow yeah, yeah yeah so what do you got on that uh, feel good. I mean, but fi- Captain D's and Giro's, but no income enough to afford both of them in a <laughs> single right. day. No. Once <laughs> yeah. a month at yeah. best. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Median income is not uh, crackalacking yeah. up here. Yeah. If, uh, you know, if it's a homecoming dinner or something. Right. Like, yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. I feel a lot better uh, had the um, Eagles not gotten the cheated Eagles, out of yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah. But hey, what are you going to do? Rowdy, did you watch the game? No. Not I watched, about the game. I watched, <laughs> I watched The Last of Us. Uh, oh, how was that? Pretty oh, is good. There, and oh then about there's a new halfway episode. Halfway through the episode, everybody starts texting. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's Super Bowl Sunday. It was a light. It was a light text night, guys. Yeah, yeah. People I, were busy, I guess. Were, were were others not watching the game? It was a good game. It was a great game. Last minute, forty seven. Well, yeah. That's Until great. it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Did you do anything special for the game, Rowdy? Did you, the did last you of go us. out go out of the state, maybe. Oh, I mean, I was in Florida oh, up lucky. until that's that's why because I arrived back from Florida. Um, oh, did, were you back in yeah, time for? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I got I got home, helped my kids study for a math test, and then watched The Last of Us instead of the Super Bowl. Pretty good night. So there you go. Pretty good night. I was Pretty in your great. neighborhood for the Super Bowl rally. I should have come oh, by. Man. Well, I didn't even think about. Yeah. Well, I didn't know you weren't watching it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't pick up your vibes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but. It was wine o'clock, so uh, oh, wine o'clock. There you yeah. go. That's box thirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Reed, how about you? Uh, anything exciting? We were together for this evening. Yeah, for at played, least part of it. Played a little trivia. Mm-hmm. Dominated. Dominated, sir. Dominated. Absolutely dominated. And we won these gin and tonic cans that we're sipping on from uh, Eighth Day Gin or Eighth Day Gin from. The hell is this place called? Eighth Day Distillery. Eighth Day Distillery. Okay, a little more creativity on the name might be nice, <laughs> but um, they're pretty good. I've never had gin and tonic in a can. They're pretty good. It's not bad. I've had some can mixed drinks that have they just taste like metal. Yeah. Like I've had I've had a can gin and tonic. I've had a can Bloody Mary. I gotta say, Eighth Day Distillery not a sponsor, but we'll take it. Yeah. I can't I can't think of the of a Bloody Mary. Without thinking of the time that we went to our friend Roddy, our friend's wedding down in Florida, actually near where you were in Orlando, mm-hmm. and I think it was Big City Adam. <laughs> That's the way I'm going to remember it. It was Big City Adam. Sounds good. Walked up to the bar. Uh, uh-uh. it was our it was our buddy Evan. <laughs> oh, Evan after eleven. Uh huh. <laughs> and he. <laughs> He, he or it was like what 10 30 at night 11 yeah. o'clock and later uh-huh. and he goes uh he goes what can i get you and he goes uh bloody mary and the guy goes wrong bar dude <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah <laughs> i made my palms sweat hearing that 
It's like, oh, so man. I cannot hear Bloody Mary without thinking of mm-hmm. Ron Bar, dude. Yeah, that <laughs> was that Bloody was Bloody Mary Evan. mix on airplanes. Well, yeah, Bloody yeah. Mary mix is great. Why yeah. is that not a more common thing? Same with ginger ale. Yeah, or Bloody Mary mix. Those on should planes. just be staples because yeah. it's just soup in a can. Right. I mean, not even having the, uh, the spice profiles. Wasn't yeah. that ketchup? Ketchup is just like you add a little ketchup, a little water. You got yourself tomato soup. Or is with, it jelly? So if tomatoes are jelly. fruit, isn't it jelly? Oh, oh, yeah. Or yeah. jam. It might be jam. I don't know the difference, but um, <laughs> but that's funny. You guys got to watch the Super Bowl together. Yeah, we, we all had a good a time. Of it. Yeah, my kids were really into the uh, halftime show, which we will cover later. Oh, yeah, we will. Don't worry. But, don't worry. Uh, oh, we're going to cover that? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think from oh. every angle. Okay, oh, Rowdy, yeah. I got at least two, if not three, texts during the halftime performance that goes, "Oh God, I cannot wait to <laughs> yeah. hear what Rowdy has to yeah. say about the yeah, halftime." Yeah, it's going to be a lot. A lot to I'm excited. About. It was, uh, yeah. I didn't watch like I didn't watch the game, and then the next day not I watched the, game, the halftime the show, and at first, yeah, I was like, "Oh, okay." Started digging in. It goes deep, man, but <laughs> we'll get, we'll no get to it. Yeah. All right, well, no we doubt. should get into this because right. we have a lot to cover. Yeah. Right. So, Rowdy, how about some sports? How about it? Okay. How'd I do? <laughs> well, let's... Prop bets. This is the oh, only yeah. thing we have to cover. First off, the game. We're going to cover this very quickly. 38-35, Chiefs take the Eggles down. Chiefs cheat. Chiefs cheat. Well, they didn't cheat. Reed got his cheeseburger. Uh, or yeah, sausage uh, pizza, sausage right? And sausage and mushroom pizza and salad. Sausage, sausage and mushroom pizza Great is combination. a... He's missing yeah. one ingredient. What's that? Either onion or green pepper. Oh, for Take real? either one. Nah, with that I'm, combo. I'm, sausage, uh, mushrooms, it, and then you need an onion or a green pepper. I'm, I'm with Andy Reid here. Uh, I, I would do onion. If I had to choose, I guess, onions, mm-hmm. but... Pizza 51, I I, I just, I like it. it it's at. a good, mm. it's got a good texture. It's good. It's a good combo of flavors. So And he said, he, and he had a salad too, you said? Yeah. To account for, his, or to make his chubbiness feel better. Yeah. <laughs> or to make himself feel better about his chubbiness, I think <laughs> is how he like put that. it. Yeah. 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 I, I love was, that guy. Uh, by that, he, he means, he it was really just He tolerates a, uh, questions about food and, si- and his size quite well. Yeah, yeah. I think he just looks at salad like a vehicle to get blue cheese into his mouth. And I don't blame no? him yeah. for that. Blue hey, cheese is fantastic. Can't go straight yeah. bottle. All right, here we go. Length of the anthem. Well, first off, coin toss. Kansas City. Nailed it. Tails. Nailed did I, it. Did I say Kansas City? And tails. Yep. Nice. Okay. So that's a win for you and a big okay. win. You bet $20,000 on that one. Oh, wow. <clears throat> I don't know if that's true. Length of the anthem. Chris Stapleton uh, performed the anthem, probably the greatest performance of the national really? of the okay. United States national anthem ever. Uh, sir. Yeah, I, I know. Whitney Houston. Can you believe people are saying that? I don't. I mean, it at, was good. At it this was point in our good. life, are we surprised at anything that anybody says on the internet? Well, that's true. But I mean, hello. What was that? 94, 96, 90 something? Something. It was awesome. It was good. Well, yeah. it was so good that there's that new Whitney Houston biopic. Oh, there is? And part, uh, yeah, Dance with Somebody. Who's playing Whitney Houston? I don't know. Tony Braxton? <laughs> they're well, CG, that would be they weird, might right? be or They might be, uh, <laughs> they could be Orville Redden, Redenbach. Pretty yeah. Yeah. Orville Redenbacher. Yeah. Remember Why? when they brought him back to life? No. Uh, for the commercials. CGI, yeah. Yeah, yeah they CGI'd They might him. be CGI. It was, it was him Houston. and Tupac. It was weird. Or like a Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian. This is why we deserve to end as a civilization, because like this is what we're doing with the technology. I know. We're spending $20 million on um, uh, we as a civilization. The royal we. The king's English. $20 million on um, uh, 
commercials about Jesus and we're spending all of our time in, with this advanced technology trying to get wrappers and uh, popcorn magnates back into our lives. What are we doing? What are we doing? I made a snide comment about the uh, Jesus commercial in the company of uh, the Super Bowl party. I was at somebody said, well, it was kind of impactful. And I was just like, oh, my God. To whomst? Yeah. <laughs> my God. And Get for what? Anyway, <laughs> length of anthem, two minutes, five seconds. You pick the under. That's a win, friend. Two minutes, yeah. one seconds is exactly the same amount of time as the last okay. uh, country singer. Singing. Okay. So congratulations. That's a win. Because he wasn't doing all the vocal uh, acrobatics. Yeah, just a little bit, but yeah. Not, yeah, not like an R&B singer yeah. or something yeah. for sure. No runs. Will any scoring drive take less time than it takes to sing the national anthem? Well, we've already set that standard, two minutes, one seconds. You yes. said yes. You, you, are you guessing again when you say yes, or are you? <laughs> yes, because I didn't watch. I didn't watch the game, but I do remember going back yes. and forth on that one. Yeah. So that was right. Well, yeah, you actually had two. You had a uh, both <gasps> yes. field goals, one minute forty four seconds and forty nine seconds. Okay. Will Tom Cruise parachute parachute into the stadium and hand deliver the game ball to the referee? Odd that you can. Uh, I don't bet think on that it. happened because I haven't seen anyone talk about it. it. Did not happen. Okay, that's good because I'd feel no. bad for Tom Cruise if it did and nobody talked about it. None no. of those female pilots wanted Tom Cruise in their plane. <laughs> no, Mm-mm. no, they didn't want. <laughs> Could to... you imagine Tom Cruise jumped out of an F sixteen? <laughs> they didn't want to take the highway to the danger zone. Yeah. yeah. Will team apparel? What team apparel will Drake be wearing on Super Bowl Sunday? You said Philly. It's a push. I can't find any information about Was what he Drake there? Oh. I can't I can't find anything about boy, Drake wearing. He should be in jail, but <laughs> Yeah. You t- he should be wearing he should be wearing some strong dude, opinions. He went hard on Drake. <laughs> he should dude. be yeah. wearing orange, yeah. but we're canceled. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about it. Ex- He's got ex-boyfriend of Rihanna. Can't, can't, that may be why he didn't show up. Will the oh. power go out during the Super Bowl? No, is what you said. M and M's wishes it had, but and no, <laughs> was it or, or Oreos? Oreos did the when huh? the power went out. That was a big thing. Oreos did their like. Oh yeah, they did tweet about it, and everybody was like, "Oh, this is so amazing." Yeah, that's so now true. every the Baltimore San Francisco game. Mm-hmm. That's when yeah. the power went out, right? So now yeah. every uh, everyone who hires a, an ad agency to do any socials, like you know, we just want to do a viral, like you know, like the Oreos, like Super Bowl thing. It's mm-hmm. like. Cool, man. I want to get struck by lightning. Yeah. yeah. You're like, if do, I knew you, how- do you tell them vi- viruses can't be contained? <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. Like, if I knew how to go viral, I'd be a scientist in China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how many that. TikToks will Jackson Mahomes post during the Super Bowl? Oh. You know, I have on here zero. Really? I don't think, no. I think that's what you guessed. Oh, I guess zero. zero. Uh, he oh, actually I posted he two, but uh, five. Whatever. He five, did five. He can't five be watching TikTok. the game because that dude is that dude is a retaker. No, he doesn't hit it. He's not a one take no. kind of dude. I counted the two after his after the game was over as part of the Super Bowl because yeah. it was in the postgame. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call that one an L. Will a player record an octopus? Now, if you remember, an octopus is you score the touchdown and the two point conversion. You said yes, Rowdy. Reed, you said no. I did say no, and it was a yes. Uh, a Hall Our of Fame, boy. yeah, Hall of Fame uh, inductee, twenty forty, Jalen Hurts uh, did score both the touchdown, which okay. I believe, if I remember right, this was the touchdown that should have been scored by the Devonte Smith. The only reason he got oh when he stepped the down. only reason that he got the octopus is because J- uh, Devonte Smith stepped out at the one yard line yeah. after his catch. Was it sixty yard catch? Yeah. 
if he did not step out, the catch Jalen, they allowed, they actually called a catch. Yeah, they, yeah. the real catch. Right. The, both this catch and the other catch. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, jersey of the first touchdown score, 11 and a half was the over under. You picked the under. That's correct. Nail Okay. Yeah. Number one. Uh, <laughs> both Jason and Travis Kelsey score a touchdown. Uh, I don't have you down. I think you said no. Reed, you said yes for a dollar. I'm going to need that dollar. Yeah, I'll pay the dollar. <laughs> Let me get my it was worth it. What, what it's totally it like? worth it. Plus 15000 yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Take that every yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. If that hits, you get $1,500 richer <laughs> yeah. on a dollar. Yeah, on a yeah. dollar. Yeah. I'll take it's it every investment. time. Uh, who, what, I'm going to actually read this one last. Uh, no, I'm going to read these next two last because I think that'll be a good segue into what's happening okay. next. Uh, Gatorade shower. You picked lime green yellow. I saw it. Purple. Yep. It purple. Was purple for plus six fifty. You wow. You, you were wrong on that one. That's a down. Hmm. Uh, Andy num- Reid and purple. Super Bowl MVP speech. Who will be? Um, who will be thanked first? I didn't hear it. I turned it off. I Me didn't too. Care. I, could, I was disgusted. sorry. I'm not, I don't care. I was probably on the freeway by then. Now we're gonna go into the commercials and then okay. we're gonna wrap back around okay. to some of the more uh, important uh, props for what you're going to do okay. next. Which chip company commercial will air first? Oh, you had yeah. Doritos and Pringles. You said Doritos. Uh, that's a win, sir. Yeah. Doritos had a uh, first quarter. Uh, did Pringles have a commercial? Pringles did okay. have a commercial. Oh, did they? I didn't see it. Yeah. Would you like to know when it was? Because I actually have that information. Sure. Third quarter. It's crazy what you can find on the internet. So Doritos. <laughs> Tell me was, about it. Doritos was in the second quarter around okay. the first half. But then <laughs> nigh three commercials later was a Pringles commercial. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Close. So it was pretty close. Oh, dude. Neck and neck down to the wire photo finish real chippy <laughs> i could go for some pringles chippy, yeah mm-hmm. and it just crackled there to, at the end which snack company will air first m&ms or doritos you said m&ms sorry dude it was doritos <sighs> okay m&ms waited a little longer because M&M's they had was after the show well, no here's the, the game, other thing that? uh no it was during the game but they had this whole run-up about maya rudolph taking yeah. over as the New yeah, snack person. I never saw Maya Rudolph. She was in the commercial just briefly because oh. apparently they had three or four or five other quote unquote commercials on their social media. So if you weren't following M and M's on Twitter, you didn't see the entire plot, the entire oh storyline. That's dumb. It's so really stupid. That's dumb. dumb. So they were really banking on. See, this is what brands do. They mm-hmm. think about their social media feeds. Like people are subscribing to these. Like people and are not only not just subscribing the to them, but like if I go. Like their notifications are yeah. on for M and M's. Yeah, if, if I go to Instagram, oh, they are, I, I go. Yeah. I I don't. I don't even. I don't even go to my feed. I just type in M and M's, and I just have to see their latest content. Nobody does that. <laughs> yeah, nobody. You, does that. No. There are probably people who do that. Right. But but they think that like that. It, it, I think what they thought was this whole idea of like the trans M&M's Rowdy I don't want to get you side <laughs> Rowdy got his red up several times <laughs> yeah. last week <laughs> that, like, sexualizing the M&M's yeah. that people were going to be so uh, involved in this entire storyline that they were going to want to know what this brand was going to do next and mm. so they were going to put out all of these little breadcrumbs leading up to this finale that they were yeah. going to have at the Super Bowl but what they realized is like but they What's weird is these these brands already invest all this into this idea. That like this is yeah. months in the making. Yep. Right. And then they realize like in the one month or two month rollout, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody yeah. cares. And millions of dollars. Millions of yeah. dollars. Yeah. So again, a reason we deserve to die. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which beer brand commercial will air first, Budweiser or Heineken? There was a Heineken Zero Zero commercial. Did I say Budweiser? You did say Budweiser. It's a push, and here's why. I can't figure out why. Huh. I, or I can't figure out which one aired first. Oh, okay. They, the, the, from the list I have, it looks like... Definitely Bud. I thought it was Budweiser, too. Hmm. Because the Heineken Zero <laughs> commercial had a amp man tie-in, and I thought it was a little later. Uh, huh. But I can't figure that out. It's like, I can't quite track. I've looked at three different sites. No one clearly had... They said they both had commercials, but it doesn't say which one aired first. So Lame. I'm going to we'll call go that bud. a push. Okay. Avocados from Mexico versus Hellman's. Uh, you said Hellman's. It was actually avocados from Mexico. Hellman's did not have a commercial. Real missed opportunity. Experian versus Rakuten. Uh, it was, it was, let me make sure this is correct because I have Rakuten. Yeah, it was Rakuten. They were in the first quarter. Experian What is that. Rakuten? It's like you get points or dollars oh, back. a shopping thing for, in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, M&M's or Pepsi Zero. Uh, M&M's. Pepsi was late this year. Hmm. And finally, Popcorners versus Pringles. I didn't see the Popcorners had a commercial. I didn't either. So I'm, you picked Pringles, and I'm going to say that's a win. Pringles. So up until now, you've only lost one, two, three, four bets. It's pretty good. But now we're getting into the halftime show. Okay. 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 What song will be the first song Rihanna sings? Better have my money. It was in the national anthem. She was like, Chris Stapleton sucks. No, it was Better Have My Money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you picked so Umbrella. Man. Better Have My Money was not even on the list as an option. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a real sneaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, what color will Rihanna's first outfit be? Did you, I say red? You said black. Oh. But she only had one. That was she only had one. Yeah, there was one outfit. Red yep. was the call. It was plus 800, so that's an L. Number of songs. I see, that was a stupid bet. That yeah. was a stupid bet. You were bet. thinking. You were thinking with your head. I, I mean, heart. Shakira wore red. Katy Perry wore red. Mm-hmm. Madonna wore black. Rihanna usually is in black when you uh, yeah, though. The weekend also wore red, didn't he? Yeah. He wore a red all the way through. I believe That's so. What it was. Yeah. I was trying to think of the Michael Jackson impersonator halftime show a couple years ago. That's what That was, was last year. Two years ago. <laughs> was it 2020? Yeah. Two years ago. And number of songs in the halftime show. Twelve. There was 12. Yeah, there were, nine and a half was the line. You picked the over, so you were right yep. on that one. So Because they, they do I, little, little short bursts. I know, and I couldn't tell. There was a time in the middle where I was like, I even texted you guys. I was like, take the under, because I thought it was all the same song, but I don't think it was. <laughs> yeah. yep. You know, for a Rihanna super fan, you kind of suck at being a Rihanna super I fan. I really, I do. <laughs> yeah. And so there, she kind of disappointed me. Well. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, just well, until <laughs> until we get into wait till you right. see what she was yeah. doing on the surface a first right. impression yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah a little one note here yeah. no costume changes no special guests but listen to the criticism I think a lot going on I think that a lot of that has to do with the weekend because he didn't have any guests or anything and last year was a little different what because was last year was Snoop and Dre oh and right, right right so right. that was that was, awesome. that was yeah. already set up right. as having a bunch of guests right. or a bunch of co. Headliners, yeah, Mary J, Eminem. Yeah, yeah, but but two years ago it was the weekend. It was only the weekend, and I think that might be what actually happens going forward. But to your point, we don't know if we liked it or not. We don't really know what it meant. That's why we have this guy here. All right, let's who's gonna get into who's it. gonna break it all down? Are for you us. ready? 
Uh, no, because these seats don't have buckles. So I don't <laughs> okay. know what to think. This might get wild. Okay, well, this is kind How of, are we going to do this? Okay, what are we yeah. going to do? I've got an outline for us. Okay, right. so I wanted to... Draw one? me like one of this your is girls. Kind of, this is kind of a journey. So, I've, so I've broken this down into a few different steps we're going to go through. 12 All right. steps. All right, so we have... We're going to start with a clue. Okay. Then an overview. Okay. Then the venue. Oh. Then a who's who. Oh. Then the show review, and then why this matters to you. <laughs> why I love this, this matter. so much already. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's start with the clue. All right. So before the Super Bowl Colonel happened, Buster. okay, this was presented by Apple Music. Yep. They put out the a, first year that it was presented by Apple oh, Music. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put out a teaser video with Rihanna, mm-hmm. and the teaser video ends. With Rihanna putting her finger up to her mouth oh, like in a, sh- he's, he's, he's showing she's us the, shushing, and hair. and he's, she he's has showing it to us now. She ha- actually has a tattoo on her finger, on her index finger to, that says "shh." I like it. Okay, so that's interesting, right? Rihanna's oh, it's probably it's probably just because she's got the tattoo. Well, what this sign is the shush. This is known the as judge. the vow of Hippocrates. Remember this name, okay? So, Harpocrates. If you remember, Harpocrates. Harpocrates. Spell it for me. H-A-R-P-O, Harpo. Okay. Crates. Okay, got it. Okay. Harpo Crates? So, after <laughs> after the death... It's my favorite Crates, brother. Yeah. So, we're going to go I back like in barrel, time just, a, just yeah. a little bit. Gratcho quick quick history overview. Uh, Alexander the Great uh-huh. takes over he the world. Fine. He War. dies. His, his entire... Uh, Empire, empire that he conquered is is subdivided uh, among his generals. Egypt was ruled by the Ptolemies, so we get this we get this Greek influence in Egypt. I can't believe we tolerate. Okay, I know, I love it. (laughs) So these Ptolemaic Egyptians um, adapt a lot of. Is it PT or just the PT? Yeah, yeah, Ptolemy. Yeah. So these Ptolemaic Greek. Egyptian, you know, hybrid people. They they adapt a lot of, uh, well, they adapt a lot of Egyptian culture, but they don't fully understand Egyptian culture. Who does? Right. They're they're yeah. they're, I mean, they're colonists essentially, and so oh, they, yeah. they come in, occupying they, force. Yeah, they create this this god Harpocrates, and mm. he is adapted from the god Horus. So Harpocrates. Translates as Heru Pakhered, which is Horus the child. So this is Horus Mm. was the child of Isis and Osiris, right? right? Um, Allegedly, Uh but the the way they got this, the way they called him Horus the child and Harpocrates, the Egyptian hieroglyph for child is a a side view of a person with their finger up up to their up to their mouth, right? (laughs) So they think that's okay. Wow. Yeah. This is so. So so this is already in the Greeks, but laying it back, baby. (laughs) Yeah, this is really good. But the Greeks come in and they see this and they're like, "Oh, he's saying shush." No, it's not. It's not that at all. They just misinterpreted it. But they adopted Harpocrates. 
they misinterpret these images and they're like, did they adopted Hippocrates or did they birth Hippocrates? Well, they kind of birthed him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and they, and they made him the God of silence and secrecy. Oh, okay. Wow. wow man. Dude, so remember Hippocrates. Okay. So let's get to, that was the clue. <laughs> that was the clue. That's a good clue. I mean, that's deep. So right now we're saying Hippocrates, well, the clue was that she was holding her, Finger up to yep. her mouth, but she's an Egyptologist. So we were supposed to, instead of assuming that that was Shh, keep quiet, big things are coming. We should have should have uh, per, or understood that to be Hippocrates, the Ptolemy, Horus goes, the child, Horus the and child. Yes, exactly. Yeah. She's pregnant. Reed's pointing yeah, at boy. the belly. But also the secrecy, <laughs> oh, the secrecy and secret pregnancy come into play. Oh, All man. Right. This now, is good. This is so now good. Now let's get to the overview. Now, if you've listened to any, <laughs> That wasn't the overview? No, no. That I was the clue. Good. That was the Now clue. we're That's moving literally. to the overview. All right. So the overview, just real quick, if you've listened to any of our Super Bowl halftime recap episodes... You'll you'll be familiar with a lot of what you saw. And so I, I just want to go over you saying some of this. This is our <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. like like we have anything to like Reed and I have anything to do. This is all you, brother. Well, I'm not I gonna, appreciate I'm not what gonna you spend do. a lot of time. We'll get to some of these, but but overall I wanna just uh hit some of the key points. So what did we see? We saw what colors were you looking for? Red, black, and white. Red, black, and white every time. Uh, we're also looking for interesting hand gestures. Mm-hmm. We're looking for interesting use of numbers. Mm. We're looking for oh, references to as above, so below. Uh-huh. And day, we're ref- looking for references to illumination. And we hit all of those. And we'll go through Multiple those. Times. All right. So that's the overview. Let's go to the venue. Okay. So we're in Glendale. Phoenix, oh, aren't we? Right? I don't Glendale. think that's, I can't be correct. You meant Phoenix. That's cool. All right. <laughs> now, first of all, first thing to know about this stadium. It's in Phoenix. It's in Phoenix, right? <laughs> and it sits on the 33rd parallel. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell 33. Huh. That's an interesting number. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. There's 33 degrees of... Uh, uh, Scottish Rite Masonry, right? Oh, wait. Also, there's 33 on the side of a rolling Everybody rock. knows that. There's 30 <laughs> rolling rock bottles. Yeah, I was about yes, to say. Exactly. Exactly. Tanks of old Latrobe. We tender this premium beer for your enjoyment Dude, as a tribute to your good taste. Period. Jesus lived 33 years, 33 degrees of Scottish Rite Masonry, and thir- I, I <laughs> literally wrote that down. 33 on every bottle of rolling rock. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Next. Phoenix. Okay, what does Phoenix? Great beer, so, though, by the way, under underrepresented beer Roy in Rock my is life. A good beer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, sorry. we we uh, ultra pale. We ke- yeah. kept them alive through our college years. We did. Um, uh, well, I mean, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> I signed a lifestyle agreement, but some people, some people may <laughs> some have. People. <laughs> I just saw. I saw a lot of those bottles laying around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Phoenix. All right, let's let's turn to alchemy here for a moment. <laughs> let's. Okay, shall we? <laughs> yeah. So, in the alchemical process, the mm. whole goal of alchemy is to create the philosopher's stone. Right. Okay, oh. the philosopher's stone is how that. we transmute base metals into gold. Mm-hmm. It's also uh, the philosopher's stone represents uh, the elixir of life, immortality. Mm. It's the it's the end process of of a three step process. Okay, we have oh, the Trinity. Three mm. steps: negredo, which means blackness, black, migrato, black tornado, which is represented by <laughs> a black raven, <laughs> a sore raven sore. The second phase, albedo, 
which stands for whiteness. White ra- white, whiteness. Yeah. White it's a white, a white swan rating. is its oh. symbol. Oh. And finally, rubedo, which is redness, oh my God. which is a red <laughs> phoenix. We have our black, white, and red already, okay? Uh-huh. This is sick. The phoenix, <laughs> yeah. this final stage, rubedo, the redness stage, is the final stage, the magnum opus or the great work of the alchemical process, the Philosopher's Stone. Just, just give me chills. Tuck this, know, okay, just tuck, tuck this away, okay? Damn. Another thing about Phoenix. Uh, March of 1997, you know what happened in Phoenix? Mm, March of 1997. Ties into something that's been happening uh, recently in our own uh, time. Train derailment? Nope. But s- something in the skies. Balloons? The Phoenix Lights. Oh yeah! Do you remember the Phoenix Lights? UFO. This was yes. a one of the largest yeah. UFO sightings seen by the yep. most people, including I think the governor of Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there were many governor. sightings yeah. of, of strange lights that. in the sky during this sighting, including what some described as a boomerang-shaped object at least a mile wide. Boomerang. But you know, it's mm. just, uh, it's weather balloons. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. uh, oh wait, no, it's test flights. Oh, it's just, you know, flights, mm-hmm, uh, right. planes flying in formation. Okay. Right. Phoenix lights. We've got, we've got some UFO, uh, stuff here, but the other thing about this stadium is this is the same location as the 2015 halftime show with Katy Perry. Uh-huh. The shark. Oh, with the shark. Because what was university of Phoenix stadium became state farm state stadium. Farm stadium. Yeah. And what did Katy Perry, how did she come into her halftime show? Do you remember? She rose up. She had like a checkerboard. No, she can't. Did she, she was, come down? She, no, she, no, was, no, ri- she was riding something. Do you remember? A motorcycle? She came in riding a gigantic. Chariot. Robotic cat. I don't remember Remember, she's that. standing on the back of this gigantic beast vaguely yeah wearing a yeah. wearing a a uh, bodysuit that yeah. looked like red flames mm-hmm. yeah i remember that mm-hmm. and if you listen to our super bowl recap i we talked didn't about how in 2015 katy perry i think i think i recapped previous oh you did half you did, you did, i, I recapped the occult in that. previous yeah, half times right. okay. yeah right. so for My katy bad. perry i'm sorry i questioned you i described <laughs> her as the scarlet woman who's the scarlet woman well, let's Esther turn Prynne. to Revelation 17, nice. <laughs> Revelation 17, three through six. I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and 10 horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color. Purple like the Gatorade. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh man. Oh. And decked with gold. Gold from the Philosopher's Stone oh. and precious stones. Oh, like the uh, uh, the brooches that Rihanna was wearing and pearls having a golden cup in her hand filled with abominations and filthiness of her fornication. Pimp cup. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, <laughs> the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. I hmm. kind of feel like you should be tested for scurvy. Yeah, I know. Uh, NIV, what are we I think this is some King James uh, here. I love it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, as it was intended. Yeah, as, <laughs> hello. Yeah. So the Scarlet Woman, as the, the, uh, <laughs> yes, the right. mother of harlots, mystery, Babylon the Great. As we'll get into... 
this was adopted by Aleister Crowley, who called Mr. her Crowley Babylon, but spelled B A B A L O N. Okay. Babylon. Everything that we're going to see about this halftime show revolves around Babylon, the Scarlet Woman. All right. So let's let's crunch some numbers here. All right. I love this. Here we go. So we've we've done this before. We look at gematria, the the process of using ciphers <laughs> to attach a new a numerical a numerical value to a word Wednesday night. based on based on the letters, <laughs> calculating the letters. Do some gematria. All right. Gematria club. All right. <laughs> yeah. So when we plug you in. You know your kid's going to start that in high school. She's going to have like, yeah. we'd like to start a Gematria yeah. club. I mean the Gematria club. I'd be all for that. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, yeah, you are. President Gematria. Yeah. So let's, What's let's look 28? at. Let's just put in Rihanna into our Gematria calculator. Let's and and Please do. Let me the just, number that pops up is 43. Okay. 43. Let's try halftime. Oh, 43. Let's try football. Oh, 43. Now let's try Babylon. B-A-B-A-L-O-N. It's 43. Uh, yeah, I got 47. What are you looking through? In, you got to look. Th in simple grammatria. You got to look for reverse full. Uh, it is reverse. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I stand corrected. I see it now. Sorry. Yeah. 43. Reverse. We're looking at reverse full reduction gematria. Gotcha. Okay. What was I thinking? All right. We got Rihanna type. and Babylon. They're aligned here. 43. Okay. Uh, by the way, side note, Fox, which is the Super Bowl was broadcast on. Fox is the shortest and neatest word in English gematria with the value of 666. Because F is six zero, or F is six, O is sixty, and X is six hundred. So anyway, God. all right. So we've done our clue. We've done our overview. Now we've done our venue. Let's this look at the who's very who. Very well organized. All right. So we mentioned Aleister Crowley. So let Barbara Bush's father. Um, <laughs> Whoa! Sidebar. That's a whole. That's a whole other thing. I would like you to look up. All right. This Builder, is. This we'll is. Write it down. Yeah. This is. This is. This is a Over thing out there. Barbara and Aleister Crowley. Yeah. Well, let me just slide this. Yeah. Barbara and Aleister. I saw a guy I used to work with, and he was like a big conspiracy guy, and I was like, man, I miss, I miss uh, not working with you, and like, you know, not having all these conspiracies, and he's like. Oh man, he's Barbara's like daddy. He, I'm about to take off, and he's like, "Okay, promise <laughs> me, quick. promise <laughs> me this: when you get home, I want you to look up Barbara Bush and Aleister Crowley. She's his daughter, dude." So I looked it up. She's definitely not his daughter. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Aleister Crowley, the Great Beast. All right. Yeah. <laughs> he. Received the book of the law from a not non-human being uh -huh. known as Iwas, A-I-W-A-S-S. -S. So Iwas introduces himself to <laughs> Alistair Crowley <laughs> as the minister. Oh, you will get to this. Iwas <laughs> yeah. introduces himself as the minister or the messenger of Hurparkrat, a.k.a. Harpocrates. From the vow of silence. Okay, so in this book, through the through receiving this book, Crowley proclaimed this was the arrival of a new stage in the spiritual evolution of humanity, known as the Eon of Horus, which 
Horus is yeah. where we get Harpocrates, right? And the primary precept, the primary rule of uh, the book of the law is, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. And it's not uh, what Jesus said, which is, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind, and also thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. It's do what thou wilt. So this becomes the foundation of a religious and philosophical system called Thelema, which is basically a transliteration of the Greek word for will. Mm. So basically like you do you, like it's that kind yeah. of idea. Libertarian. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it basically is, Cook it's, brothers. it's what's good for, yeah. Everyone does what's, what's good, what's good for themselves. And Crowley <laughs> yeah. believed if yeah. everyone did this, that everything would just kind of sync up and the world would function I well, mean, right? We all seen that. Like, yeah. as long as I do what's best for me, yeah. it works out. I for mean, you. we're trying it out in America right now, so <laughs> right. I think we're uh, yeah. We've been trying yeah. that out, brother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I said, we're so this this is introducing the age of Horus, which is the third eon. Okay, mm. so the eon of Isis was the first. Uh, side note: Rihanna has a huge tattoo uh, on her chest of Isis. Oh, uh, the goddess, yeah. The second eon is the eon of Osiris, and the third eon is the eon of Horus, their child. She does okay? have a huge tattoo of Isis. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, you may know about this if you're a big Jay-Z fan, uh, because in the song Primetime on Jay-Z and Kanye's Watch the Throne, mm -hmm. Jay-Z says, our third eon, that's what the F we on. Okay. Does he say F? You heard yeah, he, I think so. I mean, in the version in the radio edit I have. <laughs> he, um, he bought the CD at Walmart. Yeah, I have the Spotify On radio. the Kids Bob version, yeah. that's what he said. I signed up for the Spotify radio edit subscription. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Crowley develops this system called Thelema. He also is trying out different secret societies. So he joins one called the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. He also joins one called... What? If you can try out secret societies, how secret are they really? It's true. <laughs> I mean, maybe they if, got good luck. Yeah. Well, I, I guess a trying out, you're, in, you're being initiated, right? It's an initiation. So he's... I kind of feel like once you're in one, like... They don't you, tell you everything all at once. You, you, I think the, the uh, application to be in a secret society is, <laughs> are you in other <laughs> secret societies? Uh, yeah. I can't tell you. That's the answer. <laughs> yeah, see, so then, that's a really good yeah. point. Okay, I, hey, I stay correct. Yeah, you just go shh. Yeah, yeah. Just give yeah. that Horace finger. <laughs> All right. So, in 1912, Crowley joins a uh, society Mr. that started in Crowley. Germany called the Ordo Templi Orientis, or the OTO. Mm -hmm. Okay. And by 1913, OVO, uh, sorry, by 1912, he becomes the leader. So he he was initiated, very quickly becomes the leader. And then he's like, you know what? Um, we're kind of going to change some things around. And we're going to focus on Thelema. And so it's the central ritual of the OTO became something called the Gnostic Mass. Um, oh. Which was all based on Thelema and Secret the knowledge. stuff that uh, uh, Crowley received from Harpocrates' messenger, Iowas, in the Book of the Law. How do you spell Thelema? T-H-E-L-E-M-A. Okay. And... 35, reduce, re reverse reduction. Oh. 35. Yeah. So in Thelema, we find out about 
Babylon, B-A-B-A-L-O-N, the Scarlet Woman, the Great Mother, the Mother of Abominations. So in kind of an abstract sense, she is the representation of fertility, Mother Earth. Okay? We're not even right. at the halftime show yet. <laughs> Just remember, tuck all this away. All right? Yeah, no, I'm there. And so in, there. The, in the Gnostic Mass Creed, part of the Gnostic Mass is, is a creed, and they say, and so it's all just kind of, you know, reflecting like the Apostles' Creed, things like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. they say, and I believe in one earth, the mother of us all, mm. and in one womb, wherein all men are begotten, and wherein they shall rest. Mystery of mystery, in her name, Babylon. Okay? Two A's? B-A-B-A, Baba, yeah, Babylon. Babylon. Um, she, Crowley also, though, believed that outside of this, like, archetypal version of Babylon, that Babylon had an earthly aspect or an avatar that could change over time. There were multiple women in Crowley's life that he believed were the living incarnation of Babylon at, at different times. And they were essentially the counterpart to himself, and he identified himself as the great beast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the role of Tell this, <laughs> the role of Babylon, the Scarlet Woman, is That's the cross you bear <laughs> to manifest I the energies the of the Eon of Horus, the crowned and conquering child. Horus is the crowned and conquering child. Okay. So the Scarlet Woman is bringing this about. Okay, side note. See what's happening here. (laughs) In addition to Rihanna's Isis tattoo on her chest, she also has a tattoo of Horus on her foot. And in an interview, she says it represents God to her. Okay. Let's just... Let me look at this. Really quickly. I'm looking at it. Oh, yeah, I see it. I see it. Let's touch on uh, two important... Uh, Thelemic rituals okay. developed by Aleister Crowley. Are we on still on number two? Or are we? On number we're we're on, th- we're on we're on number four. No, oh, four. oh wait, no, yeah, four. The who's who? Okay. okay. So, what is all Aleister Crowley to you? developed? I like that, that was the last one. Uh, two rituals that involved oh. the use of blood. One was never written down. We don't know. We have no record of it. Okay. But the other one Secret. is called the Mass of the Phoenix. Okay. That's why it was in Phoenix, not Glendale. Well, close enough. The yeah. other one I want Ventura. to touch on is <laughs> Alistair Crowley, known for something close that enough. might interest you guys because it involves State portals. Park. Hit me. Okay, so <laughs> around 19... You lost me, but you got me back. Yeah. <laughs> so around 1917, 1918, oh, yeah, uh-huh. Alistair Crowley portals does were, a ritual. Very hot then. Oh yeah. Yeah, World yeah. War One. I. I think yeah. by I think by this time uh, mm-hmm. Crowley's in New York and he does a ritual called the Amalantra working. So this ritual working? was designed. Yeah. So that's what they would call it a lot. A lot of these rituals are called a working. Mm-hmm. Oh, Amalantra it's, working. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the ritual is designed to create a deliberate channel in ephemeral cosmic influences so that extra-dimensional entities could enter our universe. Or, quote, a rift in between the spaces of the stars. Mm. So during this ritual, Crowley made contact with an interdimensional being. Oh, yeah. He, he, he referred to as <laughs> Lamb. L-A-M? I'm going to show you guys a oh, drawing hell no. that Aleister Crowley drew gray. of Lamb. It's a gray. If you look at Lamb, just yeah. type in L-A-M, L-A-M and Crowley, C-R-O-W-L-E-Y, and you'll see a picture of Lamb. It looks like your classic gray alien. Remember, this is 1917. 
This is before the UFO UFO sightings Allegedly. became. Yeah, this uh, is mustard like, gas. Era. Yes. Uh, by the way, speaking of World War One, Crowley claims that he um, claimed to people that he actually accidentally started World War One. One of his <laughs> rituals went wrong, and he is essentially to blame for World Killed War One happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hashtag so, my bad. So in the, yeah. in, the, in the OTO. Um, they consider Liam not an individual being, but a class of entity. Okay. Some see Liam as a natural mode of human evolution in the present eon and the appropriate path of human spiritual growth at this time. Now, this, this path of spiritual growth, Crowley called the great work. Remember our alchemy mm-hmm. discussion? Mm-hmm. The magnum opus, the great work. He also referred to this as the quest of the Holy Grail or the search for the stone of the philosophers. And in this quest, we go through three stages, the gross or the physical, the fine or the mental, and the lofty or the spiritual. These three stages correspond to the red, the white, and the black that we, the black, the white, and the red that we discussed in the alchemical process. So you pass through the, through these different processes and after you attain knowledge in the second stage to pass to the spiritual stage you have to cross the abyss which is a great spiritual wilderness and there's a demon koranzan i think is its name that can ensnare you or lead you off the path but if you make it across on the other side of the great abyss is babylon B-A-B-A? B-A-B-A. And if you give yourself to Babylon, as symbolized by pouring your blood into her grail, if you remember in the the Revelation verse, she's holding this cup, cup, right? When your blood goes into this grail, you then become impregnated into Babylon. You, she becomes pregnant with you, and you become, quote, a babe of the abyss, and you're reborn as a master and a saint that dwells in the city of the pyramids. All of this means ego death. This is essentially what they're talking about. Mm. So the idea is ego death. So it's a state where you transcend your limitations and your experiences and create, and there's this oneness with the universe. So Alistair Crowley said, quote, the whole universe and all that is in it. What is it, but the infinite playground of the crowned and conquering child, which earlier we mentioned Horus, the age of Horus, of the insatiable, the innocent, the ever-rejoicing heir of space and eternity, whose name is man. So when we hear Horus, when we hear babe of the abyss, when we hear the crown and conquering child, what we're really talking about is this is man's destination. This is the great work, man losing his ego, becoming blood in the cup of Babylon, being reborn as a babe of the abyss, uh, having basically becoming one with the universe. This is, this is kind of the end goal of all mm-hmm. of, all of these Thelemic rituals. Okay. Okay. So we have in this ritual, like I said, Crowley opens this portal. We see the first gray. Okay. Where does the massive amounts of cocaine come in? Uh, it was actually heroin. <laughs> he may, I think heroin he was. I think cocaine. he was doing cocaine. Yeah. but it was also a lot of heroin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he. Yeah. Opiates. Um, I just typed in. I went to a find and it was just typed in cocaine because I was just curious. So there's a lot of instances. Of cocaine. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's fast forward a bit though. Okay. 
Let's fast forward to a man. Which is someone on cocaine. That is exactly yes. what I want, want to do. Yeah. We're fast forwarding to Jack Parsons. Somebody's like, let's let's chill this party out. Yeah. How about some cocaine? <laughs> the yeah. You guys know Jack Parsons? No, I don't think so. Not personally. Okay, so Jack Parsons is essentially the father of the modern science the, of rocketry. We're still on the who's who. Okay. Okay. okay? <laughs> yeah. He co-founded, rocketry? yeah, of rocketry. He essentially invented liquid-fueled rockets, and he oh, co-founded wow. what became the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, JPL, which has been involved in every, pretty much every manned and unmanned space flight the U.S. has oh, done. Yeah. I've watched for all mankind. So Parsons, oh, that's about space. in addition to his, so there is, there is actually a series on, uh, yes, it's about space. I think it's on Paramount plus there's a series called strange angel. That's about strange Jack Parsons. Oh, strange. so in addition to all of his experiments <laughs> yeah. with rocketry, that's a strange, strange angle, he starts strange getting angle. into magic and he joins the OTO with a K or not. Oh, with a K. Oh, okay. yeah. Magic oh. with a K. Always with yeah. a K. CK. Skeptic with a K. CK. Not yeah. only that, he joined the OTO, Alistair Crowley's Alistair OTO, Crowley. in 1941. <laughs> and he kind of creates this house. He he has this house. Rocket house. And it, it is like a... It's basically people who are into magic. They're like wife With swapping. This no, is this is Parsons. Oh, He's, Parsons in oh, He's in California. He's in Pasadena. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's in Pasadena. Uh-huh. And old lady. He's yeah. little Jack Parsons. Pasadena. It's a very bohemian atmosphere, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and essentially he's was spending this in the 40s or the 50s. This is in the 40s. Okay. Yeah, I thought you said 41. He's spending all of his time doing different magic rituals, and um, he decides he wants to do a ritual. <laughs> Called that he calls the Babylon working B A B A L O N. Yeah. <laughs> and so in nineteen forty six he decides to do this. And in this working, his plan is to incarnate a physical aspect of Babylon, well, the B-A-B-A. herald of the new age of Horus, who would then give birth to a magical being, the moon child. Oh nice. The Antichrist, moon but, child. some say. And who did he perform this ritual with? Rihanna. Nope. ASAP Rocky. Nope. Who? Drake. <laughs> nope. Jay-Z. No, sir. It was Mr. Barbara Bush. <laughs> it was Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Mic Thetans. drop. <laughs> yeah. So post oh, L. Ron Hubbard. I did oh, not God. see that coming. Oh, my God. <laughs> so after. Uh, no wonder Tom Cruise is supposed to jump out of F-16. Pasadena is wild, man. Yeah, man. Oh, man. So after Elron Hubbard's stint in the Navy, which there are conflicting stories about his uh, his Hubbard. World War II career. Yeah. That um, was a costume, sir. He shows up at, he's a science fiction writer as well. Right. No. Jack he's Parsons. A he's a religion. Jack yeah. Parsons is a huge sci-fi fan, so he's hanging out in, there's a cafeteria that all these sci-fi people would hang out in Jack Parsons go. So it's like Robert Heinlein, why can't we Ray have Bradbury. A, why can't we have a high Gene Bradbury. Uh, oh, sci-fi cafe. I know. I know. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Seriously, it, it, like, that never all happened at the Waffle like, House. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> so he, through great. all this, he meets L. Ron Hubbard. And a lot of people are just like, this guy? This guy seems like he's on a lot of uh, but, psychotropic drugs. But <laughs> Jack Parsons is like, no, this guy, he's, he's tuned in to yeah. what we're doing here. Uh-huh. He's working. So he, he brings he L. Ron Hubbard working. into his this house. This is where L. Ron got all his action. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. L. Ron 
did because he he stole Jack Parsons' wife. But Jack Parsons <laughs> had to be like, oh yeah, I mean like, uh, well you know in Thelema, where this. This is all cool. It's fine. Weekend, weekend has no wives. It's fine. Yeah, There's no place for jealousy here. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, in the middle of the night, people who lived in the house heard him bawling. like up all night screaming, trying to summon demons to kill L. Ron Hubbard <laughs> for stealing his wife. But but in the daylight, he's like, oh, it's, yeah. it's cool, man. But it's okay because Jack Parsons decided... Uh, you know what? While Elrond's running around with my wife, I'm actually going to um, start a relationship with my wife's underage sister. Yikes, man. But it's all cool. <laughs> all right, okay. So anyway, they they sort of mend fences. We're in the 40s. This is the 40s. The Super Bowl was 2023. <laughs> I don't know how much time we're at, but... Oh, man. Oh, we got plenty of time. We have 80 years. 80 years before we get to this. This is all important. So like I said. We have one whole Barber Bush before we get to the Super Bowl. So, So Jack ends up, you know, somewhat making peace, and he brings Elrond in for this Babylon working in January 1946. How much of this do you just like, you just want to impart this uh, information upon us versus how much do you think, hey, this is actually, because you think it's interesting versus, hey, this is actually pertinent to just wait. the conversation. Oh, oh yeah, you'll find out. Them. You'll find out. Okay, because sometimes it just feels like, hey, this is this is real soapy. Yeah. So I want, I want to get you involved oh, in yeah. how gossipy this whole situation is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he already did. I, I don't question his ability to pull the strings because he, he did with the L. Ron Hubbard oh, job, yeah. for sure. Okay, like, we're so getting there. We're getting I, there. I, but got, I just... I got two, three more hours. I'm all right, sure. so Jack and Jack and L. Ron, they start doing the Babylon working January. Uh, they work on this uh, for... Jack and L. Ron are still buddies. Though. For what? For, and I because, would say buddies, because, but, they, but, so they, but they both are tuned in. By day, they're working. By night, he's trying to summon demons to kill L. Ron. Yes. Okay, got it. Yeah, I mean, friendship, hashtag, that's what it all... So again, like, they're trying like, to summon a physical version of Babylon, the Scarlet Woman. Well, B-A-B-A. they finish January 18th. Well, sounds like Elrond finished a lot. You know what else happens wives. January 18th? Um, 23-year-old redhead Marjorie Cameron shows up at the house. Marjorie Cameron immediately, Jack Parsons is like, this is the Scarlet Woman. Okay. I summoned her. This is Babylon. We need to have a baby. Whoa. <laughs> And then, they, and then they spent, yeah. and then yeah. they spent the Hello, next, uh, I summoned you. Yeah. We yeah. need to have a baby. And then they yeah. spent the next two weeks in. I'm not Jack surprised Parsons you're bedroom. here as I, two how weeks? long? Yeah. Damn Jack. Doesn't so when they finally come out of, when they finally come out of there, uh, Marjorie <laughs> tells Jack, Hey, I saw what we would call a UFO, a silver cigar shaped object. In the bedroom, and so what? A lot of people, if you it's start looking, at, man, if you baby. start looking yeah. into ufology, so remember this is ufology. This is, I this love is, it. This is 1946. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, we're getting close to Roswell now, baby. So some believe mm-hmm. Aleister Crowley opened the door to Lamb, right? Uh-huh. To these extraterrestrial beings, he created what he called that rift between the stars. Right. But some believe that in in this Babylon working. Jack Parsons and and Elrond widened this portal mm. to create 
the age of UFOs that we've had since then. Because Whoa. a year and a half later, June 24th, 1947, they're widening it. the modern UFO era began with Kenneth Arnold's sighting of nine UFOs flying near Mount Rainier. And then... The next month, July 1947, on the 33rd parallel, Roswell, New Mexico. Booyaka we all know what happened there, we right? We sure do. I was there. It was wild. Yeah. We saw, we saw a UFO mm-hmm. in Roswell. Me Absolutely. Too. We've talked about Without it. Without a doubt. So, weirdest, one of the weird, weirdest experiences. All of this to no say, no. in the process of this great work, in the process of summoning Babylon, we also opened the door to modern UFO Culture. So in that case, and then Crowley died in 1947 as well. And then in 1952, Parsons exploded. Uh, excuse, excuse well, me. Run that back. Okay, yeah. so Parsons. Why was in the jet propulsion lab? See, you guys so. are like, how much of this is pertinent? But there's some great. So Parsons. I don't know that it's all pertinent. It's very interesting. It is. Parsons it's is essentially old. like yeah. what, what happened was after World War II, uh, society was. starts to get pretty uptight. And they're like, uh. We were kind of cool with you being this weirdo when you were supplying uh, rocket knowledge Moms. for the war effort, but like now you're kind of a well, liability. They, uh, in 1947, they got Homeboy from Germany. Oh, oh yeah, we got the Rat Line. We got uh, Werner Braun, which von Braun, Braun, that's Braun. the other thing. Yeah. Uh, Parsons and von Braun were buddies before World War II. He had that scar. He was yeah. in that German. Cult when von thing. Braun yeah, was yeah, 17, yeah. and I think when Parsons was like 13. They became pen pals because they were because they were both into rockets. He's writing from Nazi Germany to this before well, pre, pre pre World Germany. War II. Seven, oh, that's still Nazi yeah, Germany. seventeen year old von Braun no, is writing. Like, yeah, no, this is, yeah, yeah, probably early thirties. Nineteen thirty three, yeah. Hitler took oh, over. So there's a connection there for sure. But yeah, Parsons essentially is. They're just Damn. like your services are no longer required. If Parsons was thirteen in nineteen thirty three, that means he was twenty three during World War Two. I don't know. So he was 38, uh, 37 or 38, I believe, when he died in okay. 52. Well, so, right. yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. All right. I stand corrected. So, but yeah, Damn, basically he, he, he gets, yeah, so he kind of gets. But he looked like Sparky Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he he kind of looked, like, he was pretty nice looking guy. Hey, Had his little, right. like, little, like, little, like, dapper mustache and everything. Uh, yeah. That's um, the cocaine. Mm-hmm. So. Methamphetamine. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so essentially, like, he was no longer supplying rockets for the government. He gets cashed out of JPL, and then he's got all this money, so he's like, I'm just going to spend all my time doing magic. With a K. Eventually, like, L. Ron Hubbard basically takes all of his money and runs off in... Uh, his boat with his his wife. Well, we takes off in a boat in Glendale, Arizona. No, so a baby. He he had he had uh, doesn't even exist back then. He had Jack Parsons. See, you guys keep asking all these questions, but it is a great story. (laughs) Yeah, he had Jack Parsons. (laughs) I'm not questioning the Elrond is essentially like, hey, I'm gonna. I think a great idea would be to buy this boat down in Florida and then I'm going to sail this boat to China and we're going to like make all these connections and um, and and we're going to make all this money and, ha- and and essentially like spread the word about what we're doing and also make all these business connections. Hubbard, Hubbard is saying that. And so Jack Parsons is like, oh, OK. And everyone's like, Dude, you're getting scammed. And so Hubbard is just like gets the boat and is like, see ya. Yeah. Takes all the money, yeah. takes and so Parsons like Parsons uh, loses a lot of money, so he's like trying to make make ends meet. So he starts taking on Hollywood jobs. 
to blow things up. To blow things up. So he gets in 1952. I he gets. He's about to go on vacation. He get. He's in this house that and he you know, meets Ronald Reagan. Um, and he's and essentially monkey. he's in the pantry, uh, and he's mixing Bedtime explosives in a um Allegedly. A coffee tin. And it's a real Timothy McVeigh. One action. of the guys who yeah. was like renting from him is like, uh, Jack, just make sure you don't blow us up. And he's like, ha ha ha, yeah, no, but, you know, that's not oh, gonna man. happen. Yeah. And then the hills blow theirs. One of the things to know about both Jack Parsons and Elron Hubbard is these boys sweat a lot. <laughs> so the the theory is that uh, feels like feels like a late entry to the yeah, what yeah. you need to know about yeah, Jack Parsons. There's a Parsons. lot of talk about <laughs> s- these boys are hot. sweat. Yeah, Jack are, Parsons. These are some sweaty hot. They were sweaty. Jack Parsons had sweaty hands and sweaty hands and a coffee tin full of explosives do not mix. Not only that, but when you drop this coffee can of explosives in a pantry that you also have filled with other explosives, he blew his arm off, blew half of his face off. He was still alive when they found him, but then he died by the time he got to the hospital. So that's the end of Jack Parsons. But... Marjorie, though. That's a T-shirt, though, right? Uh, Sweaty hands and explosives don't mix. Yeah. Coffee can full <laughs> yeah. of explosives. This is kind of a side note since we're on. A, the whole uh, thing's a side note. There's nothing on here that isn't a side note. I don't hate hey, it. I don't you hate gotta it. You got to read the footnotes so you know what's <laughs> going on. So Marjorie. On. It's the journey. I yeah, get it. it but is. don't act like what, any of this isn't already a rabbit trail. So the Scarlet, <laughs> the Scarlet Woman, Marjorie, the UFO spotter. Yeah, Marjorie. After yeah, after Parsons' death, she, was she yeah. gathers a multiracial group she calls the Children and oversaw a range of sex magic rituals with, with the intent of yes of creating a breed of mixed race Moon Children, which was the name of what Parsons was trying to bring about, who would be devoted to Horus. And over time, she began to make apocalyptic pronouncements that Mexico was about to conquer the U.S., that a race war was about to break out in the old world, and that a comet would hit the Earth, and that a flying saucer would rescue her and her followers and take them to Mars. So she had a very interesting life. Look up Marjorie uh, Marjorie Cannon. With a um, C? Yeah. Two ends? Uh, Cameron. Sorry, Marjorie Cameron. Okay. Uh, but let's jump to Rihanna. So... No, yeah, I got to take a break. So when it's all right, you go. So Rihanna and UFOs, let's get a little background here. When she was a child in Barbados, she says, quote, my dad used to make me sit outside on the steps all night long looking for UFOs flying by. And I had to do that for years. I didn't see any, but I saw a falling star once and I was like, yes, dad, come and see it just darted. So that's that's a little background. She spent her whole childhood looking for UFOs. She's on the quest. Mm -hmm. 2012. She signed up to be on the waiting list for Virgin Galactic. She from what I've seen, she never she never went. According to her brother, he said, quote, she has been obsessed with space since she was a child. So it would be a dream come true for her. She believes there are UFOs. No one knows for sure. But uh, Rhea and I think they're out there. And then in 2013, there was a, a, a story that came from someone who was a, a friend of Rihanna's that said, Rihanna has always been convinced aliens will land on Earth in her lifetime. So she started using a man who calls himself a sky scanner to give her information from Nevada on anything that relates to sightings. He keeps in touch with her from the little alien uh, motel which hosts UFO hunters. Well, it's also near one of the world's most secret government bases, Area 51. Mm. They said, this isn't a fad for Rihanna. She's a total believer and doesn't mind spending her money on it to get results. And she's got that coin, too. Yeah. 
So I don't know if this is still happening, but as of you know, 10 years ago, she had a she was paying a UFO watcher. All right, so let's jump to the halftime show. Hold on, real quick. I just want to see 50 uh, Mhm. Mhm. 51. Are you oh. trying some Gematria? Gematria. I want to know what oh, well, let's see what area. Area 51. Oh, it's what, too many. You could also try area 64. S4. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. All right. So I'm going to give you a quick overview of what I think was happening with the halftime show. Love it. I think what Rihanna was doing is walking us through the three eons, the eon of Isis, the eon of, of Osiris, and the eon of Horus. Horus. I think what we saw was a ritual designed to walk us through those, take us into the age of Horus, and... Um, essentially birth this moon child, birth this crowned and conquering child. We'll find out. I'm very interested to know what happens with this child. All right, so let's start in the age of Isis. This is the beginning of- Wasn't one of Frank Zappa's kids named Moon Unit? Moon Unit, yep. Um, So we're gonna start in the age of Isis. This is, according to Crowley, the pagan period, the worship of nature, of Isis, of the mother, of the past. The first eon is simple, quiet, easy, and pleasant. The material ignores the spiritual. So this is kind of like a golden age of humanity, all right? And I think, according to Crowley, this went up to like 2400 BC is like what he's saying, all right? So we start with better have my money. Like we said, Rihanna appears- Better have my money! She appears in this red jumpsuit. She's got three vintage diamond brooches on. And we see her rising on these floating platforms yeah, to the did. top of a pyramid yep. shape. We have seven platforms with 12 dancers in white, six on each side. Um, and Rihanna is essentially starting as what? The eye of the pyramid, maybe? I don't know. But I have my money. Down below, we have this red shape that uh, we have 13 dancers on each side, a seven in the middle. So all of this together, we have 32 dancers. Rihanna makes 33. Okay. We're on the 33rd parallel, 33 rolling rock. Um, Now these dancers, it's interesting because if you look at the movie, uh, everything you ever wanted to know about sex, but were afraid to ask Mm -hmm. with uh, Woody Woody Allen, what did the sperm dress like in white. the movie? Wow. They're well, in these bulky white jumpsuits mm-hmm. with hoods. Okay. So there, there's been some internet speculation about this whole thing symbolizing the process of fertilization. Right. Rihanna and all these dancers are the sperm. I think you could also, though, look at these and say, what did lamb look like? What do the greys look like? Oh, They're yeah. bald heads. We've yep. got these dancers in these the hoods. hoods. They're all wearing dark glasses. What yep. do we have with the greys? We've got these big, big eyes. black eyes, right? What and was they're that like crazy? androgynous. There were men and women dancers, yep. uh-huh. but they all had all they those all white beaters. So uh-huh. you couldn't tell. Yeah. Yep. What was that number in the Gematria calendar? For Rihanna and for Babylon? Uh-huh. 43. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... All right. So then we also have on these platforms, another thing to notice is the platforms have a mirrored surface. Yep. This is an example of as above, so below this reflection. Um, I like it. Okay. And then as she's singing this first song, we shift to the side view where we see, oh, wait, this shape that's on the field from this view looks like a red cross. We'll get to that later. Mm. Um, so then 
the platform's form a V-shape, which is an inverted pyramid, which is a symbol of the divine feminine. Okay, so we've got Babylon, we've got Mother Earth, we've got this age of Isis, this period of the worship of the maternal, right? Mm -hmm. So this inverted V-shape, okay? I hear you. Um, And then her platform lowers, and she's surrounded by 19 dancers. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if there's significance there. But it's almost this aspect of well, why of worship. Oh, <laughs> we have her like rising and lowering, and then we uh, end up with her singing. We found love, and we enter the age of Osiris. Okay, the age of Osiris. Osiris, the eon, or the eon of Osiris. Also, one of your favorite guys talks about Osiris. ODB. A lot. ODB. Yeah. yeah. So Osiris. I'm the Osiris of this. Osiris is the is the god who, if you if you remember from. Um, Egyptian mythology gets like chopped up mm-hmm. and then put back together. So there's this death and rebirth idea. Mm-hmm. So to, he's always shown kind of chopped up, right? Yep. And so yeah. to Crowley, he sees this as the Christian period, the worship of man, of Osiris, of the present. The second eon is of suffering and death. The spiritual strives to ignore the material. Christianity and all cognate re- religions worship death, glorifying suffering, deifying corpses. Well, and, and what do we start out with? We shift. To this side view of the field, we see this what the shape on the on the uh, on the field become a red cross. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's in the middle? Well, we're what, about to see what that red cross. I didn't see the the red platform cross. in the in the, the it, oh it in did the, in form the a red yeah, cross. When we turn yeah, to that side view in the age did, of Osiris. Yeah. Okay, and what we do when the first song of this second set because it's three sets of four. Right. Okay, we're on the second set of four with Rude Boy. And we have this scene where the camera flies through this line of these dancers, yep. and they all have their tongues out, yep. right? And they're moving off to the side. And they're yep. about to expose. And what? Her. And what happens when the, when they move aside? Do you remember what Rihanna was doing? It's just rocking out, man. Singing. Some they songs. fly through. She has her back turned to the She's camera. She's grabbing her butt. She's grabbing her butt. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. This is the osculum inf- infame, or the kiss of shame. This is. The witch's ritual greeting upon meeting with the devil. We're flying through all these people with their tongues out. Yeah. And we cut through and we see her. So who's the devil in this situation? Well, it's Rihanna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but where is she? Oh, she's in the center of the cross. Oh, hmm. That's interesting, right? And then this whole section of the age of Osiris, she's not up in the air. No, she's, she's on the ground. She's baby. on the ground. She's on the yeah. cross walking up and down on the on the Treading cross on and this we go through rude boy we go through work we go through wild thoughts we pour it up and as she goes back to the other side of the cross we see all the dancers are upside down and then all of a sudden the camera does this move this flip upside down we're doing the as above so below and we're about to enter a different age mm. so now we're in the age of horus okay okay what the book of the law and alistair crowley inaugurated so according to Crowley, the new eon is the worship of the spiritual, made one with the material, the Horus of the child of the future, illumination. That's important. Illuminati. The crowned and conquering child who dieth not, nor is reborn, but goeth radiant ever upon his way. Even so goeth the sun. For as it is now known that night is but the shadow of the earth, so death is but the shadow of the body that veileth his light uh. from, the, from its bearer. So the light bearer. Oh, who's the light bearer? 
uh, Lucifer. Lu- uh, this child Horus Didn't is see that coming. This child Horus. This is also Crowley. This child Horus is a twin, two in one. Horus and Harpocrates are one, and they are also one with Set or Apophis, the destroyer of Osiris. It is by the destruction of the principle of death that they are born. The establishment of this new eon, this new fundamental principle, is the great work now to be accomplished in the world. So what do we have when we enter the age of Horus? What's the first song we have? All of the lights. Okay. And, and this transition from uh, the age of Osiris to the age of Horus, it starts, all of the lights starts with Rihanna in the middle of all of this row of dancers and they're, and she's putting on makeup as these dancers are standing there with their arms outstretched. Well, one of the things in Thelemic magic is with a K r- ritual with, yeah, with it is for sure with a K M A G I C K magic. Just going to ask every time ritual signs. So <laughs> these bit. are hand, hand movements. Right. So this, this pose of standing with your arms outstretched, your head up, this is the ritual sign of the cross or oh, of Osiris oh, okay. slain. What is what happens in the age of Horus? It's the it's the destruction of Osiris. We've moved past. It's time to make room for the child Horus. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then we go into Run This Town. Okay. Move out the way. Listen to the lyrics here and Run This Town. What do we have? Life's a game, but it's not fair. I break the rules, so I don't care. So I keep doing my own thing. What does that sound like? Do what uh, thou wilt. Alistair Crowley. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you. you do you. Do what thou wilt. Uh, and as a, a as a side note here, in so the, the music video for this, you know, if you look up like a cult and run this town, you'll see all these things about like, oh, you know, it starts with this person carrying this torch. There's all this like occult symbolism in Run This Town. What's more interesting for our purposes is in a trailer for the music video, Jay-Z is shown wearing a hoodie. And what does the hoodie say across the front? It says, do what thou wilt. Nuh-uh. For real. No yeah. way. Yeah. In that Dude. music video? In Not in the music video. It's in a trailer for Run This Town. So you look up, Jay-Z, do what thou wilt. You'll see a picture of him I'm wearing a black, ho- a black hoodie with white lettering that says, do what thou wilt. Okay? And now she's, she's, she's embraced this path of Thelema. She's embraced the law, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely the summation there. of the law, which is do what thou wilt. And now it's time to become enthroned. So in Umbrella, we see Rihanna put on this robe, uh, yeah. red robe, and then the platform starts ascending. Yeah. Okay. And then we move to diamonds. All right. She's shining bright like a diamond. We've already talked about the the. this is the age of illumination, the eon of illumination. So she's shining bright like a diamond. We're beautiful like diamonds in the sky. Who else is is uh, uh, beautiful like diamonds in the sky? The morning star. Who's the morning star? Lucifer. Um, or UFOs. I don't know. Yeah. Shining bright like a diamond in the sky. Um, and then, of course, this happens every halftime show. We have the crowd lighting up their lighters in uh-huh, the back. We have the uh-huh. fireworks. It's all about illumination, mm-hmm. right? As she's ascending. Yeah, boy. So she rises to the top, and then um, in the in uh, in this moment, we have the dancers. Okay, they're forming uh, the ritual sign as she's rising of Babylon. So this is we've seen the upraised hands of Horus. 
what they're doing now, they've a lot of the dancers as her platform is rising, it's a really quick shot. But you see all these dancers, they're standing their legs kind of shoulder length apart, um, their arms bent with their palms up and their head up, watching her platform go up. That is in Thelema, that's the sign of Babylon or the babe of the abyss. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so we've got Babylon ascending. And then what happens at the very end of the song? Do you remember what she does? She puts her diamonds in the sky. Oh yeah. She puts, Oh sure. That's a diamond, right? Wow. Um, You're going to tell me that it's a triangle. She throws up the rock. <laughs> a diamond is like this, yeah, right? She does. This, she is, does this is really, this triangle, is good podcasting okay? right here. Guys. This is the uh, all seeing eye. It's the all seeing eye or the eye of Horus. Horus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, some people call it, uh, some magic practitioners call it the triangle of manifestation. Yeah. Uh, I think they just use a C. Oh, they're weak. Not the same. They call yeah. it the triangle of manifestation, the archetypal symbol for manifestation because it represents the union of two giving birth to another. Fox got away pretty quick from that. Not, they that did not show too, it. They? Yeah, they did not show it. It's yeah. only if you watch the Apple rebroadcast, you oh. really see the okay, symbol. Yeah. And here's a weird thing. You watch Rihanna's face when she does that symbol. It almost looks like she's scared. Now, it could be that she's on a platform like a hundred feet in the air as yeah. she's pregnant. Yeah. 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 But it's probably uh, not that. It's probably because she's like, oh, no, I'm so afraid yeah, of what I'm conjuring right Desert now. Demons. Yeah. So yeah. according to the, tri the triangle of manifestation is used to trap energy and spirits. To use the gesture, you can capture an image in the triangle and project will and energy into the hands, releasing it into the triangle. You can mentally visualize symbols appearing in the triangle that empower any image within. Okay, she's on the world stage. She's she she could be using this to manifest whatever she wants because the whole world's watching, right? Mm -hmm. But the world's her oyster. This same symbol <laughs> is also used in Thelemic magic with a K. And this is the ritual sign of fire. Snuffed your ass out on that <laughs> one. <laughs> he got there before yeah, I got there. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. So I have a Google alert set up every time he says magic. I'm yeah. like, well, look Yeah. Up. So this whole thing, she's going through this whole process. She walks us through the Dude, eons. This is, me out. this is her birth. This is her announcing her. We didn't know she was pregnant. I think if it were 20 this, minutes right? short, I'd be more freaked out. Yeah. Well, you say that every year. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm here. I'm just yeah. like. Did we lose it at some point? He asked a lot of questions. <laughs> I did. I did. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Do you think, let me ask you this, Rowdy. Yeah, because we're moving into why this matters to you. Okay, yeah. All these layers. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be some kind of intention in some Oh, of for sure. For sure. You know, I like mean, this isn't all coincidental. No. Yeah. Dude, yeah, what? Uh, yeah, which one? Hey, I mean, hey, I just, like, I read like, the Illuminati. Okay. I, I put a, well, I had put a lot of this together, like over the past few days. What really solidified it for me was when I like got into the three eons, and I was like, "Huh, I wonder." We had twelve. Yeah, yeah, we had twelve songs. Like, Four is songs there each. anything to this? And when I started seeing that, I'm just like. Four sets of three. Okay, we start all Four of the lights on the Age of Horus. We've got, you know, we've got the do what thou wilt uh, on the Age of Horus right before she starts ascending. We've got all these different aspects. We've got the camera turning yep. to turn that red shape into a cross during the Age of Osiris. We've yep. got the end of the Age of Osiris with people doing the, the pose yep. of o Osiris. 
Yeah, I don't know. Can't be coincidental. But there's, I, think that there's, I think that there's, yeah, there's definitely art direction and there's purpose to it. What that is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that there's a general interest in the occult. Like, Dude, well, just, I, I looked up some of the Jay Z stuff. Well, oh. I don't think that. I think that like, you know, as far back as like Led Zeppelin. Like loved Aleister Crowley, sure. right? Well, uh, Jimmy was it Jimmy, Jimmy Page? Page. Yep. And I think that like there's so there's a through line to that. There's a like they they use the the symbolism and the the verbiage and the iconography oh, intentionally. All into that, yeah. Well, and I'm not just saying that, but like from what I was just reading with Jay Z, it's like oh yeah, he knows he knows about this stuff and he's using it mm-hmm. as part of his visual storytelling and the same way that Kanye used some of the his like civil war uh um uh, symbols mm-hmm. through his last like Life of Pablo tour. So I I think yeah. it's intentional. Well ASAP ASAP Rocky, the true, child's Lama, father, one of his videos, he uh uh it cuts to like there's just kind of like a bunch of people kind of standing around on the street and it zooms in on this one guy. And he's wearing a shirt. And whose picture is on the shirt? Aleister Crowley. Well, yeah. I and mean, he he does that a lot with a lot of his visuals, like uh, wrapping himself in the American flag, using the American mm-hmm. flag in different ways, burning it, wearing it, doing different things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think they probably know some somewhat what they're doing. It makes sense that there's 12 songs, mm-hmm. that there was three different acts or three different movements within that what it means, I don't know exactly. I mean, I don't know. It seems like we had somebody, I we shared this TikTok about what those three movements were on the um, the the relationship and uh, conception and birth of a child. Mm-hmm. That fit too. Yeah, so I mean, I don't that's know that essentially it, what's happening. Right, like, you're that's just saying, essentially oh, what's let's happening. Just overlay it with the occult. It's the birth and magic of, with a K. Yeah, it's the birth of. The moon child or the, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's also pretty interesting that all this is happening as we're shooting down UFOs left and right. Yeah. 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 Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's a really good point. So I just think there's a a lot of interesting. Yeah. When you look at the history of Thelema and Crowley. When did all that start? Was it right before the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, It was the balloon. When they shut down the balloon. The Lake Huron. The Lake Huron. On quote unquote balloon. That was that the right most after? recent one, I yeah, think. Yeah, that was right it? after, right? Or the Alaska one was. Mm. Hmm. Or the Canadian yeah. one was. I think that there's okay. a general understanding of this stuff, like, especially with Rihanna, like, you know, understanding Horus and mm-hmm. Osiris, et cetera. But I don't know that it's that intentional. I don't know. Someone's pulling some strings. Now, Rihanna doesn't ne- no, Rihanna doesn't necessarily like She's a billionaire, dude. If there are a secret society, yeah, she's in she's it. She's in it. Right. No doubt sure. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um Drake, Drake, I don't know, but I'm not Drake is on the periphery just cuz he dated her. So he might know a little bit about it, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's full time. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think that that's the crazy thing when you start looking into the, like when I first watched the halftime show, I'm like, oh, okay, it was pretty like one note. Like she's just kind of like, it's all right. Like I, I thought, thought, I thought it was all right. Like it yeah. was all right. It's, like it was a good performance. I agree set one of the better sounding shows yeah. of the last I think she sounded few. good and I think she was probably singing a good yeah, chunk of I that. Agree. I agree. Um, 
And but yeah, as the soon way as that those they... platforms came out and they dropped into that V, dude, all my friends that I was watching the Super Bowl halftime with, I was like narrating it, like what? Oh, I said, oh, red, black, and white. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, look at the V. And you look came in, and you came there's... in, and you're like, oh, there's seven platforms. Yeah, there. yeah, you're watching the numbers. So. Yeah, you look at the numbers. It's all you gotta start watching. Yeah, you start watching this stuff and like. Yeah, I don't know. Like people are doing the numerology. I don't know if anyone's connected it the same way I have here. Oh, um, dude, no, definitely not. No, you're an academic of your own. Yeah, of your uh, on your own level. But like yeah. I said, I think what it, what came together was when I found out Rihanna and Babylon forty three thousand interesting connection. She's wearing red. The fact that it's in the same place that Katy Perry did her ritual. Uh, uh, Scarlet Woman routine mm-hmm. in 2015. I mean, it's I don't know. There's some there's some interesting stuff and the, going the on. The Madonna thing had a lot of Egyptian stuff in it too. I yep. mean, down to the like dance moves. Yep. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll close on this. An interesting side Do, note. Can we, oh yeah. We, but have we looked into? Have you looked into? We have you looked into? Who does the art direction for these shows? Who's actually? Who do we know? Do we know if you said somebody's pulling the strings? I looked him up, but he was wearing one of those eyes wide shut masks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His name's F. Dalio. Yeah. Fidelio? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who this person. Yeah, I just I'm wondering if like there's there's actually a like a a connection between all of these. If there's anybody that there could that be, is but these choreographers could also be getting calls that are like. Hey, uh, when she starts to sing all of the lights, I want all the dancers to do this pose. Um, or I'll kill your family. <laughs> or your yeah. family dies. Yeah. Or there will be consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, a little, uh, little thing to close on here. So let's jump back to Jack Parsons here for a moment. So Jack Parsons, he's still alive. This is, this is 1948. When the moon child conceived from his Babylon working would have been around one Parsons wrote that a spirit contacted him, calling itself Hilarion. The moon child, he believed, would become an international public figure dedicated to bringing the work of the Antichrist to fruition. Who was one in 1948? All right. Israel. 1948. Who was one Mm -hmm. in 1948? So born in 1947? Joe Biden. No, he's... Uh, he's born before that. Uh, State Farm. I've already given you a clue. Jerry Phoenix. You've given us a clue. Uh huh. What did I say that the entity called itself? The spirit called itself? Hilarion. I don't know. I got nothing. October 26, 1947. Somebody, Hil- we... Hillary Rodham, the future. Oh, <laughs> The future. Somebody's about to get Hillary about Clinton. About to get robbed, but their watch, wallet, and phone is still on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the name Hillary de- derives from the Latin Hilarion. Oh my God! So you're telling me Hillary Rodham is the moon child? Hillary Clinton may be the moon child. Well, she's definitely like she's definitely uh, our um, the daughter. What's her name? Uh, Chelsea. Definitely not Bills. Mm-hmm. Who who who's Hillary friends with? John Podesta. Yeah. Look up John Podesta and UFOs. I mean, yeah. you, you you can yeah. these connections go it, deep, man. It does. You just start, it it you just, means something. 
Or does it? There's I don't a know. lot of people born in 1940. Yeah, <laughs> but but who's who could be named after Hilarion? I don't know. You said Hillary? Hillary. How many Hillarys are born in 1940s? Probably a lot, but <laughs> but on the public stage? I don't know. I don't know. On the public floating stage of seven? Mm-hmm. Good grief. Yep. Good grief. So that's what I got. Well done, Rowdy. That was a lot of work and yeah. fascinating. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Are we done? We're I done. think that's all. Well, that's, that's all it. I we got. did it. We did sports, specifically the halftime show. As always, <laughs> I want to thank the Minister of Sound, Mikey, Junior Minister of Sound, Ralphie, Jet Belly Music, Commissioner Brandon Casburn, Food Editor Dennis Chu, Solomon Sean, and the Honorary Ball Boy this week is... Jalen Alexander Hurts. An <laughs> outstanding Super Bowl for performance. 304 yards passing. Is that correct? Yeah. 304 yards six, passing. 306, 306 yards. yards passing. Three touchdowns and a two-point conversion. Most resting touchdowns in a Super Bowl. Yep. Correct? Uh, mm. Tied for the record. Tied three. for the record. For three. At three. Well, let's give him 3.5 because he got the octopus. <laughs> he did get the octopus. So we'll give him 3.5. Even Patty Mahomes said that Jalen is here to stay and had an unbelievable performance. Should have been the MVP, even though the refs decided to give the game to Kansas City. Well, it was decided in the preseason that Kansas City would win. Yeah, the script. It was in the script, uh, right? Flip the script. Uh, The Crimson Tide Zone, part-time Oklahoma Sooner. What was the tweet they put out? Roll Sooners and then Sooner Tide. Roll, roll Boomer and Roll Boomer, <laughs> boomer and Boomer Tide boomer and Roll tide. Sooner. Those were terrible. Yeah, but uh, Jalen had an outstanding performance, and uh, let me tell you, he will be back without doubt. All right. Yeah, yeah. most rushing touchdowns. Yeah, in a single game. Robert Roger Craig, Jalen Hurts, James White, Terrell Davis, Ricky Waters, Jerry Rice. James White had three. Yeah, for uh, England yeah. against uh, Atlanta. I don't know. Oh. I don't know who won that game. I don't remember that game. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, all of them. Yeah, TikTok, all of the thing. Snapchat. <laughs> Are we doing that? Or email us at sports oh, yeah. sports pod <laughs> at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, or topics you want to discuss. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday where we will ask. How about the occult? Do what that will. Yeah.